Asia-Pacific Currents. News and labour issues from the Asia-Pacific region. We strongly condemn the, the police that arrest uh, the protesters. Saturday mornings at 9 o'clock. On Community Radio 3CR. Workers of the world should unite to fight this greedy capitalist. Brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Links. Good morning and welcome to Asia Pacific Currents for another Saturday morning here on Community Radio 3CR. It is Saturday the 12th of August. I'm Giselle Hanna and I'm taking you through to 9.30 this morning. We don't have a feature interview for you today, so we're just going to have the news interspersed with a bit of music across this next half hour. But of course, Australia Asia Worker Links is brought, sorry, Asia Pacific Currents is brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Links. If you want to get in touch with us, you can send us an email at aawl at aawl.org.au. Um, you can go to our website, all the w's.aawl.org.au. We are on Facebook. Look us up on that particular social media platform um, and we continue to post news and um, issues from the Asia Pacific region but also labour movement issues. I actually might start the show with a track. Uh, we're going to go with Everything We Want by Raya Park. Um, so enjoy. Sky, live like king and queen Sistine Chapel vibes, it's the best I've seen Treat our love like wine, spill it over me We got everything we want We got everything Keep on living for the thrill Every day and every bill Feel the sunshine on my skin we're overheating I know that you've got love to give Cause we are forever so settled in Paint us in the sky Live like king and queen Sistine Chapel vibes It's the best I see Perfectly imperfect lady But your love sincerely saved me
it's the best I've seen Treat our love like wine, spill it over me We got everything we want We got everything Paint us in the sky and the Waterside Workers Federation took part in the longest boycott in Australian history after Finochet took over in Chile. A democratically elected government was overthrown with the help of the United States. There are many Chileans in Australia who suffered torture, imprisonment and whose family members have been disappeared. We can't move forward as a society without healing these past crimes. The Chilean community, in partnership with the AMWU's International Solidarity Initiative, is holding a commemorative event for the 50th anniversary of Chile's coup, September 11, the day that changed us forever. Join generations of Chilean refugees, exiles and recent arrivals together with Australian unionists and activists in the Solidarity Movement for a night of testimonies, speakers, poetry and music on Monday, September 11 from 6pm at Solidarity Hall at the Victorian Trades Hall. This event will be held in English and all are welcome. To register, search for Chile 50 years on eventbrite.com.au. Chile, 50 years of solidarity and struggle. A 3CR supporter. Wondering how to pay your donations to 3CR Radiothon? It's easy. You can pay online at 3cr.org.au or call us any weekday with your credit card details on 0394198377. You can also come into the station at 21 Smith Street, Fitzroy during office hours and pay by cash. Or simply post your cheque or money order to PO Box 1277 Collingwood 3066. And be sure to tell us exactly which program you'd like your donations to go towards. 3CR, stay tuned, stay radical. 11 minutes past 9 o'clock here on Community Radio 3CR. I'm Giselle. This is Asia Pacific Currents. We're going to go to news from around the region. We're going to kick off in Japan, where Japan has begun to release nuclear waste into wastewater into the Pacific. At the end of the month, Japan will begin releasing more than 1.3 tonnes of water used to cool fuel rods in the 2011 Fukushima power plant meltdown. The UN approved the plan in July after the water had been treated in a filter that removed all radioactive material except tritium. Japan is expected to begin dumping the water into the Pacific following meetings with the presidents of the United States and South Korea later this month. China has condemned the plan as irresponsible, while the Japanese fishing industry has complained that it will likely reduce the market for their produce. Most Pacific island nations have spoken against the plan, except for Fiji, whose Prime Minister, um, Rabuka, praised Japan's move to dump the wastewater during a visit to the country this week. 
Rebuka's support for Japan drew criticism from several environmental groups, which called for the Pacific Islands Forum to hold their own scientific study on the possible effects of Japan's contaminated water dumping before it can go ahead. And for those of you who remember our comrade Jun Shikshin, who we interviewed on the program a couple of weeks ago, uh, this is a massive campaign for the Koreans, for the Korean trade union movement um, and for the peace movement uh, campaign against the release of this nuclear wastewater into the Pacific. Um, AAWL will be working with them on this campaign. So if you're interested, hit us up at AAWL at AAWL.org.au. Send us an email um, if you want to get involved in that campaign pain. Uh, three workers have been injured in a fire at an illegal factory in India. These workers uh, were injured when the compressor of a plastic cutting machine exploded and caused a fire in an unregistered factory in Ghazibad, Uttar Pradesh. All three workers were taken to hospital Well, the owner of the factory, which was located in the basement of a residential building, is expected to be charged after the fire spread into the laneway of the heavily populated area. Illegal factories have been a safety issue in India for a number of years, as the factories are often built in unventilated buildings with no fire escapes in poor neighbourhoods, with narrow alleys and a tangle of electrical wires. Furthermore, many of the workers live on the location. More than 40 died in a fire at an illegal factory in New Delhi in 2019 and 27 died in a similar fire in May last year. The authorities have been unable or unwilling to deal with the estimated 30,000 illegal factories in Delhi alone, most of which employ workers from rural parts of India who work for as little as $2 a day. And in Iran, two Labor activists in Tehran were this week sentenced to five years, eight months and four years, respectively, for the crime of assembly and collusion with the intention of committing a crime against the security of the country. The two men had been arrested at a demonstration in February and released on bail, but were summoned to the Tehran court on July 17 and handed heavy sentences. The sentences come at a time where labour protests are increasing, even while the national protests sparked by the killing of a young woman by morality police last year have slowly dissipated. In the first half of this year alone, an estimated 406 protests over labour issues have taken place across Iran, and the regime's response has been to target union organisers and protesters with charges of treason, espionage and being at war with God. Most protests have centred on temporary contracts, low wages or wage arrears and unsafe work environments. In particular, labour disputes in the railway, cargo and oil industries have had the most, uh, uh, have had the most rapid rise. And in Bangladesh, the summer heatwave has hit the livelihoods of tea workers in that country. Extreme temperatures in Bangladesh this summer have highlighted how climate change is affecting the ability of ordinary people to earn a living. Workers in the tea-growing heartland of northeast Bangladesh have described the inability to earn a living wage as summer heat prevents them from working in the fields for several hours of each day. These workers are unable to meet their quotas and are consequently earning much less. Given the rising cost of living and that tea workers barely earn enough to survive, the heatwave is catastrophic. 
The women who work in the tea fields are required to carry several kilos of produce with them, often walking long distances in the open air each day. Those that chose to do so in the extreme heat risk heat stress and exhaustion, as well as risking permanent disability and even death. This situation affects all age groups with young women often working late into their pregnancies. Only a few of tea plantations are unionised and have access to an hour lunch break and medical facilities. In Malaysia this week, two Malaysian news outlets, Ultrasan TV and Malaysia Now, were blocked by a government agency on accusations of violating the law. The ban came as Malaysia is due to hold elections for its provincial legislatures today, which is being viewed as a referendum on the popularity of the federal government, led by Anwar Ibrahim, who was elected last November. Prime Minister Ibrahim has been travelling extensively across the country in the last few weeks to shore up support for his party, Pakatan Harapan, Alliance of Hope, against the opposition, which is made up of Malay nationalist and Islamic parties. Ibrahim himself has called the election a test of of political stability. The banning of news outlets critical of the government is being seen as censorship to protect the ruling party. Both Ultrasan TV and Malaysia Now received no notification of allegations against them before their website went down on Monday. The government denied that they had instigated the ban, stating that the decision came from an independent media commission. And our final story this week is from the Pacific, where the Vanuatu heads um, uh, for more political instability. Vanuatu's opposition attempted to move a non-confidence motion against Prime Minister Ismail Kalsakau on the grounds that his foreign policy was compromising Vanuatu's neutrality. In recent months, Kalsakau had openly questioned China's intentions in the region and had also angered some MPs with his attempts to raise a minimum wage and introduce an income tax. This week, 29 members of the 52-member parliament issued a statement calling for a motion of no confidence. Kalsakau was able to survive for now by bringing two of his former opponents into his government by offering them ministries. He was also able to prevent the vote from occurring by successfully running a boycott of an attempted emergency session of Parliament on Thursday, which was called by the opposition. Vanuatu's Parliament is due to sit again next Wednesday. The latest chapter of instability is part of an ongoing divide in Ni Vanuatu politics, with a former Prime Minister who was dislodged last year in a similar fashion, superheading this week's attempts to unseat the current leader. That is news from around the region. It's 20 minutes past nine o'clock here on Community Radio 3CR. Just a reminder that you can still pay your radiothon. Um, Asia Pacific Current still hasn't met its target. We're about $400 short if you wanted to ring in or pledge or um, jump online or the w.3cr.org.au and pledge some money. I'm going to play an announcement on how to pay and then I will bring you some more music um, the next song that I'll play is Australia by Burundian by the Burundian drummers wondering how to pay your donation to 3CR Radiothon 
It's easy. You can pay online at freecr.org.au or call us any weekday with your credit card details on 0394198377. You can also come into the station at 21 Smith Street Fitzroy during office hours and pay by cash or card. Or simply post your cheque or money order to PO Box 1277 Collingwood 3066. And be sure to tell us which program you'd like your donation to go to. 3CR Radiothon 2023. Stay tuned. Stay radical. Coming up to Science Week again, and that can only mean one thing. Yes, it's the Lost in Science Trivia Night. Monday the 14th of August, 7pm at the Caring Bush Hotel in Abbotsford. Come early for dinner, bring a team, win prizes, show off your brains, and raise money for science on the radio. Send an email to book your table to lostinsci at gmail.com. That's L-O-S-T-I-N-S-C-I at gmail.com and we will sort you out for tickets. Lost in Science Trivia Night, Monday the 14th of August. Remember to tune in each Thursday at 8.30am for all your sciencey goodness.
That was Australia by the Burundian drummers. Uh, And if you weren't awake before, you certainly will be now. Uh, It is 27 minutes past nine o'clock. This is Asia Pacific Currents. Thanks for tuning in this week. I know there wasn't a feature interview, uh, but uh, the news was rich and should have given you your uh, weekly dose of Asian uh, current affairs and union news from the region. I'm going to go out with one last track. And then coming up next is Palestine Remembered. Just an apology to the listeners of Palestine Remembered. I accidentally played the wrong show last week. So my sincerest apologies to both the comrades who put on the show and those of you that were really keen to listen to it. I won't make that mistake today. We're going to go out with None of Your Business Now by Paul Kelly.